more days till we kick off, bud. Yeah, bud. We're about... What are we? Four days away now? Yep. Four, four days, days Four days away. It's finally here. 21 episodes to get us here. That's it. That's it. So. It was a short path, but it was a long <laughs> one. If that makes any sense. Well, welcome everybody to the Inner Miami Podcast. I am Jay Kington alongside Alex Papa George. Uh, we bring you the last episode until our first actual MLS game. But before we do get started, I want to shout out Sweden and Portugal. Picked up two new countries to add to the growing list of international listeners. So welcome everyone to the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you don't do so already, please follow us at Facebook or Instagram or drop us an email or check out our website. All of the handles and website is Inner Miami Podcast or innermiamipodcast.com. Love to talk with you. Another great week of listenership around the world, which is pretty cool to say. It is. It is. I mean, growing, uh, even a continuously growing number of listeners that are all over in different nations. Yeah, I mean, the only downside is when we get a message from Mexico or Japan, we don't quite know exactly yeah, what's being asked. There's a slight language barrier, but uh, it's typically all love, you know? Yeah, and good thing Google has an awesome application that we can uh, figure it out. Google Translate till you die, bud. Love it, love it. As Jay said, we're a few days away from kickoff. I'm sure everybody out there is excited as we are. This stadium looks pretty dang ready, Jay. It does. The pitch has all been painted. I think everything is ready to go. Probably going to still add in, uh, you know, concessions, food, stuff like that. But we look ready to rock and roll. It looks beautiful. We cannot wait for March 14th to finally be able to have some fun at that stadium. Yeah. You know, we're hoping the stadium is as wild as we're going to get, man. That's really it. I I think it's going to be an intense, intense season opener in game one. I know that all the different supporters groups out there, different organizations, parts of the team, et cetera, et cetera, are throwing parties all around the Tri-County area. You're not going to want to miss this. You're going to be with some people, you know, you're going to want to be with some people, feel the energy, feel the enthusiasm, the hype, and bring on LAFC. Couldn't agree more, man. And we don't really have a crazy long episode as far as news goes. We do have a special kind of joint uh, podcast session with Dale Black and Gold, which is LAFC's podcast. We'll be getting into that, giving a preview of this game, talking about Inter-Miami, talking about LAFC with a really cool dude named Pablo. But we want to just go ahead and get this, you know, kind of short story news out to you guys before we get into that. Uh, Before we really jump into this, big news from over the weekend, coming out of our last preseason game against the Tampa Bay Rowdies, we got a win. Robbie Robinson scored in the first half, ended up beating Tampa Bay Rowdies 1-0 to kick us off into the actual MLS season. Yeah, so I guess we can say we're riding a dub on into game one, Jay. We are. We are. Uh, it was interesting because they actually played in more of a, a 5-4-1 formation with our defense pressing higher, trying to um, you know, make it a lot more difficult for Tampa Bay to come out of their own half. So we'll see exactly the structure uh, this Sunday, whether they're going back to the 4-2-3-1 with some rotation into the 4-3-3, or if we go with that 5-4-1. Either way, we'll see. We do have a preseason win. Um, I know in this you know joint podcast we gave uh, a bold prediction for the score of the game on Sunday. All you know in fun, gotta be positive, gotta have a dream. But I think the first task at hand here is getting a goal in the actual MLS season. We need our first regular season MLS goal, and then we can get the sequential goals following that, or just team objectives we're looking to accomplish. So taper expectations. There are going to be some growing pains. They're one of the, if not the best team in the MLS, but we're ready to rock and roll and uh, you know see what we can do. Yeah, let's hope in that happens faster than later. Hopefully that goal comes pretty quick in the game. I think one of our advantages too that we talk about later in the podcast with Pablo here is that Nobody has real footage on us. Nobody sees how we're going to play. You know, the it wasn't even streamed out of the exhibition games over in St. Petersburg here. So we can definitely take a good team by surprise. Obviously, LAFC, you know, poses its challenges, but, you know, their back line just opened up and we may be able to squeak a couple early ones. If we do that, I think we got ourselves a great game. I don't think we can 
fall behind early in this type of match. I think it's going to be too difficult to climb out of. But again, regardless of how this game goes, it is game one against probably the best team in the league. So stay with us on this. Um, Going back to one of Jay's earlier points, uh, you know, about kind of getting some goals up in their regular season. Really excited that Robbie got a goal here in this last game because today is we're battling injuries on more of our attacking side of our team here. You know, we're one injury down from Robbie needing to jump in there and play a play, play a pretty significant role on this team moving in this season. So really excited that he kind of just gets that confidence underneath him. Neilis and Robbie were both playing pretty well during the exhibition. So I think that's a little bit of hats off to Paul on the decisions that he made during the super draft. And, you know, just really excited to get this thing going. Yeah, you know, I think there's a solid chance that Robbie gets the start. On Sunday. Really, really I, solid. I, yeah. I mean, we've been talking, We, you know, last episode, what, we had nine days to find a nine. Maybe we have a nine the entire time. He's just very young and, and needs to grow. But we'll see. Have good hopes. I just want to see some solid team chemistry. Would love to see some goals in there as well. Uh, you were correct there. There was no stream available to the public, but I did want to give a shout out to Carlos Nunez, who held down the Facebook Live stream for the fan group and on his page as well so we were able to actually watch that during the game which was awesome because it was kind of horrible just sitting there watching like a, a little soccer screen update with stats of where you know throw-ins or possessions on the screen but not actually yeah. able to watch nice the game. work so carlos thank you very much carry the torch that. on that one Indeed. Good indeed. thing we won't have to have to go through that again. Yeah, yeah. Everything should be on TV moving forward. Uh, good news for our boy, Luis Robles, who we interviewed a few episodes back. He has been named the official captain, the inaugural captain for Inter Miami. Let's give, let's give him a round here. Everybody give him a round of applause. Love, Congrats. Love, love, Luis. He is a, a Big great supporter of the podcast. And attitude. He, he is huge supporter. Cannot be happier for him at all. Um, but besides that, Augustin Omendra, again, just waiting for this uh, team physical to come back. Everything's been agreed to. The good news on this one, though, is I was looking through this. It's always convoluted when you get into salary cap, the allocation monies, DPs, loan, stuff like that. So we're bringing him in on a loan. He is a high-release uh, transfer fee, but seems like we're going to be able to, to pay that with ease and looks like they'll be able to structure this actually with some of the allocation money and using this kind of clause on loans to be able to bring him in without having to use our dp spot our last remaining dp spot which gives us the freedom to hold that spot until june when a lot of the big name european players are going to be available again and hopefully we'll be able to get a solid reinforcement sometime june or july yeah, huge huge news actually. I think we were all a little surprised that we were going to use this DP slot up before the start of the season. I know we're all kind of holding our breaths for, you know, the the Silvas out there, the Cavani's, uh, those types of people in the world that really you know a list star. But th this could have significant impact on the team here. It, it it is shaping up to be a loan potentially here this first year with about a purchasing option of around $10 million or so is kind of what is estimated at. Um, there's a lot of different details that can kind of go into this uh, negotiation process. A lot of it comes over to the under 22 side of it and the new structure within the CBA. So it is interesting to see how everything is going to unfold. But if everything does hold strong and we can still have one of those DP spots vacant, this still leaves a really exciting opportunity uh, for us, especially as we're moving into the beginning portion, because that more or less means that we're going to hold off to more of the summertime. That is, that's accurate. And, you know, kind of bumping player rumors up to, to the beginning of the episode, the team's still targeting Messi. They're still targeting Cavani, Luka Modric, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. So, you know, we have confidence that they're going to eventually be able to get someone who will be really the 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 name and, and face of the franchise what, maybe we should run a poll jay or just some type of like question listener question what what would you do if messi put on an inner miami jersey this season i do oh, this season i mean i think messi and ronaldo might be out a couple seasons and, and then come in just what would happen I, theoretically the whole, the whole town would, would lose it i mean you've got rodolfo setting up messi messi's a beautiful creator and can score basically 
from anywhere, you know, inside the attacking third, um, I I I don't even know, man. If, if that's a, be a t- that's a, be a tough to, question, to that might be a question for everybody out there. I don't know if we can even speak about on on air the things that that I would do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this is a digital age. Who knows? <laughs> this is this is so. We spoke with uh, Pablo from Dolly Black and Gold. Um, what was that like? Sunday, a couple days ago. Uh, we've been pretty busy. We we're waiting waiting on him, but. Uh, one thing in there, because this is a couple days outdated, uh, one of the the things we spoke about was how sad he was when Lee Wynn was selected yeah. by Inter Miami, yeah. and I told him, well, yeah. we might be there shedding tears and, and in the same spot because Ho Chi Minh was actively uh, approaching and trying to acquire Lee Wynn to go back to that Vietnamese club or, or to that Vietnamese club. Uh, but here's the latest news is Inter-Miami has outright rejected Ho Chi Minh City's advances. Lee Wynn will be with the squad for the foreseeable future. And that right there is big news. Good to have you on the team still. I know I didn't think you were going anywhere. Uh, Jay probably had a different opinion of that, if I recall correctly. I was a little scared. <laughs> no, but it's funny. We're going to get into the podcast here that we did with Pablo and kind of talk about it. He would, he would not have been thrilled with us uh, down south. Yeah, yeah, probably not. But I will say shout out to Pablo for getting a little Cuban flair intro for us. Uh, but without further ado, let's just get into this. This is going to be a really cool uh, preview, just kind of talking about both sides and, and what our expectations are. And, uh, you know, we'll probably have some sort of follow-up episode with Pablo sometime in the future. Yeah, let us know if you agree with the final sc- score. We're uh, pretty curious to hear your thoughts. I mean, it's a bold prediction, so it's I don't a, know how many will agree with it. But, prediction. hey, you got to have a dream. Shoot or shoot. But with... Without further ado, let's get into the joint podcast with Dale, Black and Gold, of LAFC. Welcome, brothers and sisters of the Black and Gold family. My name is Pablo Morales. This is Dale, Black and Gold podcast. And this is the first episode in English of 2020. And I have two special guests. I'm going to let them introduce themselves please awesome what's up paulo i'm jay kington this is alex papa george and we're the inner miami podcast and we do appreciate you uh, you know doing a little english special for us because our spanish is yeah, so it, far it, it, would, it would definitely be a terrible podcast if we had to do this in spanish i'll be honest <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are gonna have to learn spanish because i know it's inter football club the football i think is the official name of the of mm-hmm. the team right see si. See, ah. there we go. See, <laughs> we're working on him. We, 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 in the past, like six months, we've grown quite a bit. Oh, <laughs> All right, guys. I'm, I want everybody actually to know that I am very excited about this episode. I'm really happy because um, I am very interested in Inter Miami since the since the team was announced. I have a lot of hopes uh, for this team. Um, you know, I see it like in a way as the new. MLS, you know, like no MLS 2.0, maybe MLS 3.0, you know, like these teams are going to grow and this is going to become one of the best leagues in the world. And we are going to need teams with vision and support, a lot of support, right? So um, we're going to preview right now uh, the first match in the history of Inter Miami, official match, right, in MLS. And I want you guys to know that I don't know anything about your team. <laughs> well, I know I know Diego Alonso. Of course, I know Pizarro. I, I, I know that. But I really don't know the formation or, or how, what is the state of the club, you know, because we're going to talk about first about Inter, then we can talk about LAFC, and then we can do our predictions or what we think is going to happen, right? So, but guys, I want you to explain to me first why you decided to follow in have a podcast and be inches fans of this club. Yeah. So the way we kind of got into this is I'm mean, like me personally speaking, I've been a fan of, of, of world football since really going back to like 2006. I mean, pretty, pretty diehard since then, uh, you know, wake up early on the weekends, watch a lot of EPL, La Liga, Bundesliga, uh, stuff like that. But I've never been able to live in a, in a city that had a, an actual, you know, team that I could go out and, and, and support. So, when this happened and you know, Miami similar to like your LA, right. There's a lot of Latin American influence. A lot of people are, are moving into the city. Uh, you know, they're kind of missing that, that football aspect. So 
when someone with the magnitude like David Beckham, you know, makes an expansion team in Miami, it gets world coverage. So there were a lot of supporters from around the world, but just tons down here that grew up watching and going to, to, to football games that loved it. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's been like a complete takeover here. It's not going to be long until this is the most important team in, in South Florida. Yeah, and to, wow. to Jay's point there, I think a awesome documentary that you guys can all watch is an Exile to Expansion. We actually had the director and writer on our podcast there, and it describes the entire story about how Inter-Miami became Inter-Miami here today and how this mm-hmm. has been a 18-year project, really, to get a team back down here in South Florida from you know the time of the Fort Lauderdale Strikers and the Miami Fusion before then and things like that. So Jay and myself put together the podcast we started this about five to six months ago because we wanted to help the community around south florida become educated and hype this team around that's such a big deal and we wanted an outlet to provide that to people who may have very little soccer experience but to also Mm -hmm. those who are very experienced in the same sense and who we can kind of bring together for a common voice so that was the idea of inner miami podcast and that that's why we do it oh awesome Awesome. So, and what you guys think, uh, or actually explain to us, because there is LAFC fans are going to be very eager to hear this. Explain to me what football-wise is uh, Inter-Miami. What are they going to propose? What did Diego Alonso is uh, planning to do? You guys already saw some matches, I think. I was listening to your podcast uh, this week, and I I hear that you have some preseason you were able to attend, right? Yeah, so last week we went over to the uh, Philadelphia Union Inter Miami preseason open game, and then I watched the the open uh, preseason game yesterday against the Tampa Bay Rowdies, also in, in St. Pete. But you know what we're expecting and what we're seeing is is kind of Diego Alonso style of football, right? It's it's getting towards that ticky tacky. It's a lot of uh, short passes. They're trying to um, you know tone down on any long balls or or long crosses. Just kind of you know make it a, a prayer and a hope shooting it up there. Um, Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're seeing that develop as far as the, the formation that they're going with. It's your typical, you know, Alonzo uh, 4 2 3 one, and then rotating occasionally into a 4-3-3. Um, but a lot of possession play and then, you know, fast attacking is what the team is building up for as we try and find our, our chemistry and identity. How was against Philadelphia? What is the score? Uh, we lost 2-1 to Philadelphia from a Golazo rocket straight off a, a, a headed ball out by our defense from way outside mm-hmm. the box that just shot past. Our, our goalkeeper got a hand to it, but it was too much velocity. He just bent his hand back and went in the goal. Wow. But, uh, but how, you, how you guys uh, uh, saw the team, do you think there's, um, there's potential chemistry? How do you feel? Is it optimistic or you still have – you're going to take it uh, slow at the beginning. and Because honestly, guys, I'm going to tell you this. Being in that side where you are right now, I remember um, before our first match against Seattle, um, a lot of us, not everybody, but a lot of us were like, well, you know, we have finally have a team. We don't even have... Some people were making fun of us, actually, the match before. Even the, the journalists and, their, and the TV saying, this team has more owners than than players you yeah. know so as you can imagine we were not expecting what we saw we were like okay i mean we're probably going to struggle the first two three seasons um i don't know if we're going to make it to the playoffs the first season or even the second season or maybe into the third season you know but we were already at least myself was you know taking it slow my question is are you thinking the same or you are more optimistic and thinking you know what this team is going to be another LAFC, another Atlanta United? I think just by the natures of Jay and I being true fans at hearts, I think we have to always be optimistic. And I think that the team assembled around us as we see it here today is is very strong. I think it's a gauntlet of the first quarter of the season. We have a lot of tough matches, but then kind of starts to get easier and our players can kind of develop that chemistry between one another. But I think the way that the team was developed was fantastic. I think our biggest hole on the team right now would be depth in our number nine slot on in the attack. Right now we have a couple players, Carranza and AJ that are down right now with injuries. And it's really kind of showing us a little bit 
of the kind of an area that we do lack, but our midfield is excellent. Our back line is superb and our goalkeeper, you know, being Luis Robles, who's someone we've had on the podcast here is Mm -hmm. fantastic is going to be an instrumental piece to our success. Yeah, He's a I mean, goalkeeper. Yeah, so Carranza is out till April, and then uh, Juan Agudelo is is the other uh, forward who got a minor hamstring injury in the preseason game uh, last week. But it's it's tough because a lot of fans are expecting this to to go zero to hundred, right? Because there, you know, is is a group of owners that are very wealthy, so there's a lot of money that will be going into the club. And of course, again, when David Beckham is the face, they expect those results mm-hmm. right away. That's you know, right. obviously coming as a new team, there's a lot of building, a lot of chemistry that has to develop. And that's, that's, you know, you can see that in progress. So there are definitely some growing pains, but if they stay true and if everyone buys into Alonzo's system, I could see them really becoming a, a solid threat, you know, later into the season. A later into a season. Well, you know, um, what is the formation? What, what is right now, uh, what you've seen, um, uh, so we're you seeing don't a, have a nine, right? Yeah, we so we, we don't have a nine. They're still rolling a, a four, two, three, one, and they subbed out once. Once uh, Agudelo went down, they they subbed in Pizarro to to play more of a uh, almost like in a cam slash forward role. Uh, so mm-hmm. you know, he everyone is 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 pretty versatile in the positions, and we have a lot of people that have a lot of experience. We have a lot of young kids who are up and coming and have so much potential. But we also surrounded them with a lot of veterans from MLS or you know, even like a Pizarro who has tons of experience from, uh, you know, like Liga MX. And, you know, so that's kind of good for these younger players to be able to, to have confidence and grow as they should. And then occasionally they'll rotate into a 4-3-3 just, just depending. I mean, he, he's a very tactical uh, coach. He, he wants everyone to play in a short ball system and maintain control. But mm-hmm. from the interviews we've had with some of the players, he said that he really allows for freedom, you know, and for players to kind mm-hmm. of uh, play in, in, as long as they're playing within his system, they can add their own little twist on it. Yeah. And one thing that Jay and I took away from the game too, is another level of physicalness. And that was something that Ben Sweat had talked to us about on the podcast that out there we're, we're playing physical ball, which is exciting to see too. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Great. Um, so you guys have one player that we really love, by the way. You took a, <laughs> took Lee. Wendy we love him. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, that player was very love, is love here. I'm pretty sure everybody was really sad at the moment that when 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 Inter took him. But, you know, we have so many players that we got to protect. It was insane, man. We, we have such yeah. a good roster last year and um, with some exceptions, of course. <laughs> but you know, uh, I, I'm I'm glad that he went to Miami. I was actually telling uh, to my wife, say, you know, I don't know. I I'm not saying Nashville is a bad city. I'm not saying it's it's horrible city. It's probably a beautiful city and everything. But I was thinking, I don't know. I feel like I would like to live in Miami better than you know. That yeah, I mean, it's it's a desirable city, which we're hoping <laughs> helps attract you know world I talent know. to to go live there. Um, there is a very solid chance we're joining the you know LAFC fans in their their sadness and sorrow because now Lee has been linked to Ho Chi Minh City in in, in no. Vietnam where he is a, a dual citizen. So um, that could be because you know we we did end up getting Pizarro and then you know we're right now just waiting on a player physical to be completed to get uh, Augustin Almendra from uh, Boca Juniors in Argentina. And so we have a, a lot of talent. Really, all three of our DPs are in the midfield at this point. Yeah, um, that's so he might be more interested in making a move just because he wants to be a starter, you know, at this point in his career. So uh, we're crossing our fingers that he stays, but there is a possibility that you know, March first, oh, we can all, we can all hug. You, him I'm gonna and, hate you guys if you get rid of him. <laughs> I mean, just, just to give him us, and then you're just gonna sell it. What the heck? <laughs> well, in our first game against the Philadelphia Union, he actually assisted Pizarro's uh, only goal in the game too. So he's mm-hmm. he's he's played well for the time that he's been mm-hmm. on the field. Oh, he's a great player, you know. He's a great player. So, basically, who's the third DP? Is is official or it's just rumors? Uh, so we've got Mateus Pellegrini. He's our our young yes. designated player, of course, for Rodolfo Pizarro, and then um, Augustin Almendra. I mean, the buyout clause was like ten million on him, so we're expecting him to take the, the other DP spot if they can somehow work out some magic to maybe pay it down with Tam or, or some sort of you know of our allocation money. Well, then that would free up you know potentially another DP in the attack. Um, we, uh, at the same time that we were engaged with, with Augustin recently, we, we re-engaged, um, Roger Martinez from Club America for the, the second time, mm-hmm. um, he would, 
more than likely take up a DP spot, but his agent seems to uh, kind of reject anything that, that we're sending at him, even though he hasn't played really at all. And they've been instructed not to play him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if they can keep somehow uh, Aminder off a DP spot, then, you know, we've got the likes of, a, a, you know, David Silva, uh, Luka Modric, uh, Edison Cavani, all players we've been heavily engaged with. Uh, to come in the future, you know, around June would be as early as they can come due to, to due to their contracts. So if we can still hold on to one somehow and then secure, you know, like one of them for reinforcements midway through the season, I mean, that'd be ideal. But, you know, very, very high chance that Ominja does get that third DP spot and, uh, and then we're done for, you know, for a year or so. Yeah, I've seen Pellegrini was from Estudiantes de la Plata, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and this other guy, who, what is his name? August, August, Augustin? Augustin Almendra. They call him the new Raquel May. He plays for Boca Juniors. Well, oh, where, he plays for Boca where, Juniors. Yeah, oh, where uh, Raquel May also played. But he, um, he's just like one of those players that, that when you watch the highlights, he's not going to you know, have a super high goal count. But he really, uh, he loves the game and, and he's all about making the game beautiful. So it's very creative. Um amazing passes and just kind of thought process in, in the midfield. So he could definitely be a, a massive um, asset to the team, just being able to create chances and, and get assists. Mm, awesome. So, and um, what do you expect for the first game? Uh, I mean, 4-0, Inter-Miami winning, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd be Seriously. shocked if it was anything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but realistically, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see us play well, uh, you know, sc- score at least once, if not more than that. Um, it's going to be interesting because the the area where I think both of us would agree we feel the most secure is on our back line. Our, our defense is is there's depth to it and there's a lot of experience and leadership in there. So, you know, you've got like Ramon Torres and Nico Fagal, uh, you know, Ben Sweat on the outside supporting, uh, you know, allowing to, to create crosses and, and and balls with his left foot at that like back, left back position. So it'll be interesting to see, especially against the attack of LAFC. And now you've got Bradley Wright Phillips as well. You know, it'd be a good test for our defensive line, but um, you know, we feel great about him, honestly. Well, we we won't have uh, uh, Ray Phillips yet. I think it's he's probably gonna join like in six weeks, maybe he's gonna go oh, okay. surgery. So no, we don't have a nine right now. For we're almost in the same situation. I mean, while we played uh, our last match, our first match because our season started in Leon, Guanajuato, you know, against the best team in ML in Liga MX, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, we we have Bellar in the middle, like as a false nine, we can say that. You know, um, curiously, it, it hasn't paid for us, the three DPs up front. It's like we have three wingers and it just doesn't feel right, you know. So for this first match, um, this is how I see it. I, I, I feel like you guys have some advantage in the way that um, hopefully our guys are not going to underestimate because that's exactly what happened to Seattle in our mm-hmm. inaugural match. You know, our first match, they were coming from CONCACAF Champions League. I think they played Chivas. I remember. I remember who it was. But anyways, they just rest a lot of players and they just underestimate us. And we ended up winning our first match on the road in Seattle, which was like amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, we hope this is not going to happen to us. Of course, we want to start the season winning, you know. I, but honestly, I, 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 I hope for uh, a good beginning of the season for Inter. I saw the schedule; it's kind of tough, guys. I, I yeah, it's it's, it's, it's brutal first for sure. Yeah, it's pretty it's it's pretty bad. But um, you know, you're you're right. You know, it's our first time ever playing in a regular season match. This will be our first game ever. So there's going to be, you know, obviously the challenges that are faced with that. But, you know, piggyback off of Jay's point, really just looking for a solid put together game here. You know, don't let anything get too crazy. And I think our back line is going to hold it down. I think Luis is going to do excellent in a goal. And, you know, if we're able to squeak a couple by, you know, we might have a pretty solid match on our hands. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard to make a an accurate kind of, you know, assessment of, of what we expect to see without a true MLS game played. So mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're just, we're, we have an idea of, of what we want to see. We hope it doesn't get out of hand by any means, you know? Um, and to, you know, to LAFC is credit. Like I, I think Brian Rodriguez is a, is a up and coming stud. Like I, I've, I've watched uh, LA play quite a bit towards the end of the season. Um, you know, I think you guys will, will definitely get it figured out and you have the pieces in play to, to still remain a threat while you do get that figured out. I think what we're trying to, to see is is who's going to step up on the attack force right now because it looks like our midfield will be will be great but 
you know, you can't rely on your midfield to score every goal. You need to have someone up there that, you know, has the confidence to, to get the ball, turn and shoot. Unless you're Spain. <laughs> yeah, Spain right, exactly. just, <laughs> they, they won uh, everything without uh, a forward pretty much. Yeah. But look, this is, this is going to be really interesting because, um, uh, what I see, honestly, I wanted Pizarro to come to LAFC for a long time. I was like, wow, it will be great to have Pizarro, you know. Uh, Los Angeles have a large population of Mexican people, so mm -hmm. we have a lot of Mexicans, so it will be amazing, right? <laughs> But unfortunately, I mean, he's highly happen. touted, you know. Like, huh? there are many people that consider him to be, you know, the best, you know, Mexican player in the world right now. I mean, he is highly touted. We are. We we're very happy to be. I able think to, it's Carlos Vela, though. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's hard to, to disagree with, with with those goals. Um, but he's well, one of those, he, you know, top yeah. top Mexican players, which anyone would be uh, should be grateful to have on their team. You know, yeah. And I mean, oh even, hell yeah, he's going to be amazing. I'm pretty sure he's going to be amazing. He's he's one of the best players. I'm, I mean, I think thinking the best Mexican players right now, I will say um, maybe the first one. Uh, Jimenez, you know, um, uh, Chucky Lozano, uh, uh, Carlos Vela, Pizarro, definitely they are the best. Or oh, Chicharito, you know. Mm -hmm. another. Although Chicharito haven't scored in four games right now, he's already in the fourth game and he hasn't scored. I don't know. Well, Good when when, he, when he's in his form, he he's he's a serious <laughs> threat, you know. So just to give him some. Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully yeah. not. <laughs> not against you guys. <laughs> well, yeah, those let's were talk the two about big that. Additions though. Chicharito okay, let me ask you something. Pizarro. Let me. Sorry, uh, let me ask you something. How is that rivalry <laughs> brewing with Orlando? Who's going to be the rival? <laughs> what, 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 I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> Orlando's going to be our little brother. We're looking for a rivalry with most likely Atlanta United or, or, or NYCFC. Yeah. Orlando, they, they got to they gotta come up off that bottom I, tier if I, they really want to. I think Orlando make, fans yeah. already turning on them, to be honest. Yeah, we, we've already <laughs> had a few detractors come from Orlando to follow in or Miami. No way, really? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We get hit up all, all the time. Yeah. But how I, th is, I think how I think Orlando can have a rivalry with FC Cincinnati. You know that that that's more <laughs> like their caliber. <laughs> no, but I, honestly, okay. The, putting jokes aside, how is going on in social media? Is this because you know I'm just telling you before, even before our first match, um, yeah, the Galaxy already hate us. I mean. Oh, of course. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're you're taking over the shares of their city, you know. Yeah, and and it is just it, it it's just worst every 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 year is getting worst, you know. So I, I was wondering. I mean, it's gonna be a rivalry between Orlando and Inter. It's supposed to. I don't know what because I mean, you know what I think that I don't like about MLS. Sometimes I feel they are planning their rivalries. You know, like yeah, they are actually mm -hmm. saying you should be the rival of this one. And and I don't think rivalries are like that. You know, the Galaxy was something very natural. You know, because. Mm -hmm. Um, we're in the same city. We are seeing the same people all the time, and some people came from from the galaxy too. They join our teams. There, believe it or not, there's people who go for both teams. I I, I don't understand these people, right? I don't understand that either. That's uh, that's definitely strange <laughs> but, to me. <laughs> yeah, but then in the second year we start developing a rivalry with with uh, Portland, and it it is intense, man, because mm -hmm. we are they they. They kick us out of the U.S. Open Cup. Then we did it, and we have been like, I mean, it's been intense, man. In the in the field and outside the field is a real rivalry with Portland. It's the one that I really want to beat, you know. And and then we have the one that is there. In the case of San Jose, I mean, oh my God, man, San Jose, it's probably, I don't know, poor guys. Honestly, we have <laughs> destroyed them so many times. Seriously. So it, there is no rivalry there, you know? So I was wondering what is going to happen with Inter? Who's going to be the rival there? And I'm hoping that, you know, Orlando would be a cool thing because, you know, there's a... How, how far are you guys from each other? Sorry for my lack of geography knowledge. No worries. Orlando is about three to four hours north of where we are here. And I think to your point, you know, rivalries, you know, It's hard to kind of set the precedent on a rivalry. Rivalries are formed over time and over battles mm -hmm. and over bad blood, over whatever yep. is happening out there on or off the field. So our first game against Orlando is actually in July. Um, it's on July 10th. I'm looking at right here, which is a bit of time, which is actually great because it allows us to kind of get a little bit more of the team going and chemistry mm -hmm. and have a few players come back from injury. But 
I think first year, without a doubt, Orlando is our rivalry. I think a lot of people talking down here to the mm -hmm. community, I think that we're a little bit more hopeful for a potential rivalry with someone like Atlanta United, you know, a little bit outside of the state of Florida, someone who's a little bit more of a higher quality. That's where we kind of want to eventually move to as a rival. But I think for right now, I think the the in-state rival of Orlando is 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 something that's going to be huge. I'm sure that, you know, it's it's an away game. We're going to travel in numbers. I think it's going to have some bad blood, which is going to be a blast. And, you know, I know we're excited to see that game happen. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think the the in-state derby is something you can't get away from, right? Yeah, that's no going to be there. Sport. But you know that that that's a, a fun rivalry in itself. But you know, you win the state of Florida. That what's that get you in the MLS? Right, nothing. Just bragging rights. But then you look to a team, you know, like an Atlanta, like an NYCFC, or you know anyone else who's who's coming up in there, right? A team that you need to get through to to win your conference, right? To 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 get to the cup. Um, I think that is at this point just going off what we've seen in the past couple of seasons would have to be, you know, one of those top tier teams on the Eastern conference and that'll develop in time, but that state rivalry will always be there. Hmm. Yeah. Let's see what, what, uh, how it goes with that. I mean, going back to a match, um, it's difficult to talk about what can happen because like you said, you ha you don't have even one match competitive match yet. So, Mm -hmm. I assume, as you know, I don't know if you guys remember, you were watching uh, LAFC when it started. We have our first match, um, like I said, underdogs completely. I mean, it's Seattle. I mean, Seattle. And we're just a team that's just starting. We won that first match. I didn't I didn't went to Seattle, something that I'm going to regret the rest of my life, not going to the first match. <laughs> you know? But I did went to the second one, and that was in Utah. And I, I, one of the reasons I didn't went to the first match, by the way, I was living in Vegas back in those times. Yeah, I mean, not about when the, okay. yeah, when the team started, I was living in Los Angeles. I went to the first rallies back in 2015, 2016, right? I got my first cap. I remember my, my hat, my LAFC hat, and nobody knew what it was. Everybody was asking, well, what is that? What is LA? What is that? Oh, it's a new team. When is going to start? Oh, in two years. I know. So, but I was living, then I moved to Vegas before that season started and I was living in Vegas, but I still have my ticket. So I was going every 15 days, sometimes every week to Los Angeles, driving from Las Vegas, you know, to watch the games. And I went to that match the first time I saw my team. That's when I mentioned this. The first time I saw my team was in Utah, and we won 5-1. You know, So after the second game, I think a lot of people could start uh, planning against LAFC. So I think there is an element of, of surprise that you guys are going to have against us. And uh, what is the second one? I think it's Philadelphia. Who is the second team? Uh, DC United. Oh my God! DC United, that's gonna be tough. Yeah, then our <laughs> yeah, first home game first against month our brutal. first home games against the Galaxy. Oh, that's gonna be easy. Don't worry, guys. This guy's <laughs> <laughs> Just throw us to the wolves, right? <laughs> yeah, please, please. Oh, okay, if you guys, <laughs> if you guys win that match, the first uh, uh, match at home, I just I'm I'm gonna follow this the, your team. I'm not gonna be a fan of your team, but at least I'm gonna follow Inter. You know, you're gonna be like, yeah, that, that team. That's my team in the and the and the other conference. <laughs> yeah. I think, so, I think yeah. you're right though. That 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 kind of newness and like the you know, nobody knows what to expect. And you know, mm -hmm. kind of use that to your advantage, right? There's no there's no footage of us. You know, teams are not really understanding about how we're gonna come out, which is kind of exciting. But it's really just we're just we're just so anxious over here to get this thing going, to be honest. Yeah. And you don't have to to play against a Zlatan like, <laughs> like it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that that was terrible for us. You know how this is this is how was the beginning of LAFC. I'm gonna tell you. Okay, so we went against Seattle, we won one zero, the first ever match. Then we have to go to Utah. We won five one. We start losing one zero, by the way. We were one zero a penalty kick. Uh, Miller stopped the, the the penalty kick, but then um and the rebound he gave the rebound in front, and what is the name of this guy? Oh my god, I forgot. So anyway, so he scored, and then we put another another five goals on top of that. So we won five one. Then we have to face the Galaxy. We are winning three zero, and then Slatan comes in, <laughs> and then everything changed, and we ended up losing four three. 
And then we have to go to Atlanta. And then we got destroyed 5-0. You know, so yeah. I'm just so letting you know. Probably, probably somewhere, something similar we're about to, to go through, uh, you know, starting out. But, uh, you know, it's tough, especially dealing with his line because he will uh, – he has no problem, you know, rubbing rubbing salt in the wound after he scores and, uh, you know, flexing on on all the, the fans and supporters. I will say, though, that, uh, you know, the LAFC uh, supporters, 30-52, I mean, that, that, that's a, a, a thing of beauty to watch. Uh, in here, you know, with the, on the games that, that we were watching. Everything is in unison and well-coordinated. Uh, great, great supporters group you guys have. And how are you guys planning? Uh, um, do you, what is going on there? Uh, what is the name of the supporters section over there? Well, tell yeah, me so there's it. no official name for the supporters section that will probably come uh, shortly. We do have four supporters groups as of now. We've got the mm -hmm. Siege, the Southern Legion, and then Vice City. Uh, those are Vice City. Much, yeah, so those <laughs> are pretty that. much in Miami and, and Broward. And then uh, there's one up in West Palm Beach, which is about, you know, 50 minutes north of, of Fort Lauderdale, where they're going to be playing out of. And that's called the Northern Pack. So there's four different ones. They're all trying to learn each other's songs and work together to, uh, you know, to, to do the best they can. But um, they're all very passionate. They all have a different kind of take on, you know, how they operate and, and, and what kind of guys are in the group, but uh, and, and, and girls for that matter as well. But uh, you know, it's, it's getting there and, and, and to see it finally on game day will be awesome. Cause they even were showing up just at the preseason games. And I mean, singing nonstop singing, banging the drums, nonstop every mm -hmm. second of the game. So they're dedicated for sure. All right. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's one of the things that honestly I love about LAFC. I mean, we went to Leon, Mexico. We were like a thousand. I don't know if you noticed and you saw in social media and everywhere, everywhere. It was everywhere. So I, I, some people in Leon was telling us that they never saw so many away support, you know, yeah. and we were from another country. So we saw that we saw it too against San Jose, you know, we were like 1200 in that time, nonstop singing. You know, I, I don't belong to any supporter group. I don't know if you guys belong to any supporter group. No, so we're probably, you know, kind of handled the same way you do. We, we try and remain unbiased. We have relationships with all of the supporters groups. We talk to mm -hmm. them, you know, frequently. Um, you know, we'll see them out and, and, and you know, it, it, it's, you know, we say what's up instantly. So it's great, but we want to, you know, be able to cover everything. And our main focus, I think, of this podcast is just, you know, giving this to, to everybody. So there's been a few listeners that, uh, you know, have come up to us in the past couple of months and, you know, thanked us for the episodes we did with each different mm -hmm. supporters group because they, you know, were listening to those and then decided the ones that they that they liked the most and went out to visit them and then, you know, make their decision after that. So, you know, our goal is just be be as cool with everyone as we can so that we can give news to, you know, the masses. Yeah, well, it, and, the, and the support is so important. I think that's one of the uh, success of LAFC and the way this reaching in the city is, is the support is just amazing, man. I mean, how can I explain this to you? I, I There's people who didn't even like soccer before. I mean, mm -hmm. they just like, you know, they just went because somebody was kind of dragging them. And they fall in love with the sport because the energy that is coming out of 3252. And also because the team is playing amazing. I mean, it was playing amazing last season. We... We have a point um, by June, I think that was June, July. Uh, the team was just destroying everybody. I mean, it was a great football. It was great. And then we, we kind of like we get to the tipping point, you know, we pick too early in the season. And then we start going down a little bit. And unfortunately, we didn't, we, we couldn't get the MLS Cup. But, but the team is playing good. Now we have the challenge. You know, this is a, this is an interesting moment. I think. Inter Miami should take advantage of some things that we're going through. First, let's talk about LAFC. First, um, we have a new goalkeeper who doesn't read. Though he's communicating a lot with the back line, but still, you know, they're not. You know, there's not. They're, they haven't synced yet. You know that there's yeah, yeah. some. They're not, not on the same page yet. Yeah, they're not on the same page. I don't know if you saw the match against Lyon. I did not. I honestly just missed it. I watched the other uh, CONCACAF Champions League games oh. after that, but I, I literally just missed that. It, it just ended. And, so, uh, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I was somewhat bummed because I wanted to do a little bit of a, you know, more recent scouting on LAFC, but they're also a very yeah. fun team to watch. Yeah, well, we, we got pretty much a little bit destroyed there. I mean, <laughs> but True, then okay, we though. have, yeah, you have, well, you have to understand. 
Number one, they they are in a. This is one of the things that I don't like about the Conquer Champions is the MLS teams are in huge disadvantage. I mean, that that was our first competitive match of the season, while this this was I think their seventh or eighth competitive match for them. So, you know, and they're in great form right now. They're just mm-hmm. and basically it's the same team since last last season. Uh, meanwhile, we have. New new players that was the just the you know the debut. I mean, uh, let me see, let me think. Vermeer was the debut for Vermeer, was the, our goalkeeper for our uh, left back uh, Palacios uh, Guinella, the Uruguayan, and and the midfield was also uh, the first match, and then Duke. So we have four. So as you can imagine, there was four people that never played together. So mm-hmm. it was there very difficult. That's a thing that Inter could uh, take advantage of. I'm hoping that we are we are gonna be uh, more secure in the back by by that moment. We still have another match that is gonna be on Thursday, so that means that we have our match on Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday, and then we have a match against you. So the team might not be rested enough. I mean, there's things. That's what I was... I, I hope Vela plays all 90 minutes. Yeah, I actually hope that game goes into into to extra time and so Vela runs for 120 <laughs> No, that would be great for you guys. And that's what I was saying. I don't know if it was Jay or Alex I was texting that was telling that you have to go. If you have the opportunity to go to Los Angeles, you should go. I mean, you might lose that game, but what if you win a game and you missed yeah, it? That's true. That is true. There's only one time for the first game in the history, I'm, of I'm still call. working that out. So if everything you know, falls on over the next couple of days, I will. I'll buy that. If you come, I'll just play. right next to the stadium. Yeah, so. I, I, I'll, I'll get you some beers and and I I introduce you to all the, the the family that we have here, the pot family that we call. We have a bunch of podcasts. We have like ten, I think. Nice. <laughs> I would I would appreciate that, and, and we'll definitely link up if I if I do come down. <laughs> One thing I did want to ask you though is because uh, it was it was Zimmerman that went to to Nashville. Um, I see, you know, what, what were your, what was the team's thoughts and in your opinion on, you know, him leaving? Cause from what I understand, he was a, a pretty, uh, you know, key figure on that back line. All right. So with Zimmerman, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you in, uh, in terms of football, um, he disappointed a little bit in the last, uh, in the last part of the season. So Zimmer, uh, Zimmerman and Miller, both of them, after they were called by the national team, when they came back, they dropped a little bit the performance. They were not doing great, but still, it was a very important fi- figure, you know, for for everybody. You know, it was something that anybody saw that coming. I mean, I, I honestly, I feel concerned, truly concerned, because uh, the person who replaced was Djakovic. But this is the, the interesting thing, okay? When Djakovic is a player that he already have saw at least two two reds, at least two reds, okay? So I do not trust Djakovic that much, and yet he just completely shut me up last time. I mean, I, I was talking, oh, my God, how is possible? I, I, you know, he's going to play, and he did amazing. If it wasn't for Djakovic in this in that match against Leon, we would probably receive like four goals. I mean, mm-hmm. at least he was a hero. So the people, it's not happy with what the way everything went down because Zimmerman is still very important. I mean, I I didn't saw it coming. It's just like when Lee Wen uh, departures. I mean, the departure of Lee Wen affected a lot of people. The fans are sad. We not all of us, by the way. Most of us feel a little bit sad because you know we love the first uh, the first roster. Everybody, every time one of the the, the players that leaving that were in the first roster, it, it just it hurts. You know, it's I don't yeah. know I don't know how to explain. No, yeah, but I mean, in that's terms like of the, that's like the family that you, you you know you first bought into everything with. You know, so exactly. know, when you lose one of them, it, it hits you right in the feels. So yeah, so I think that's one of the things that we have to see, but. You know what? You know what I'm thinking. I honestly, I'm not afraid of starts low, because last season we were on fire from the very beginning. I mean, we were like destroying everybody. I mean, Sporting Kansas City was two one. I know in the ninth minute we we won with the Omande, but then we have four goals against Portland, and I mean we were doing really good. But like I said, we peaked too early. In, during the season and then we start having some injuries and the performances start going down and at the end of the season and the most important moment 
in the playoffs, we were not playing our best. So if we start slow because we Zimmerman is not here, Diomande got injured. Yeah, he he has, he's going to be out for six to eight weeks. That's a lot. Byright Phillips just joined, but he also is going to go into surgery because he has a hernia. So he's gonna he's not going to be here for another six weeks. So we basically have a lot of um, um, players missing that is going to affect the, the beginning of the season. But I am not worried, actually. I, I am very optimistic that we can win the MLS Cup. I still think LAFC is the best team in the league. Uh, maybe a little bit in front of Atlanta. I know Atlanta is a great team. But um, after what I saw last season, I mean, we were, uh, we were on top since... Uh, I think was uh, the third match. We were number one. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a nonstop score fest. I mean, Vela just balled out, set the record. I mean, I you know we we started this podcast shortly before the uh, the playoffs started occurring. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I thought hands down, LAFC was just going to keep running and take everything. But you know, I mean, stuff happens, and I mean, like look at even like Joseph Martinez. He struggled in the playoffs with Atlanta United. Mm-hmm. You know, so literally. You know, the players that you think are going to perform sometimes don't. And then just like you were saying, you know, the, some of the players you think, you know, aren't that great or shouldn't be on the starting roster end up, you know, balling out and, and doing what they need to for you guys to get a win. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in this um, in this match, I, I am hoping for us. Obviously, I want our team to win. And I'm pretty sure we have good chance. But there is the other thing that we were saying, that nobody knows what Inter is going to be on the field. Just like nobody knew what uh, LAFC was going to be on the field. And at the end, it was a great thing. You know, you have a great coach. You know, he won. Uh, let me see. He won with Pachuca, I think, the Liga MX. He won uh, Conca Champions with Monterrey, right? He won, well, he, won the, uh, he won the Champions League with both Pachuca and Monterrey. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, he's a two-time winner and no MLS team's ever won. So, I mean, you know. It's in, in Diego we trust at this moment. You, you, so hopefully we, we can have that. Trust. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopefully we can have all uh, all that resolved and, and you know, can come in at, at a decent form. Um, but, you know, there's also a chance that the first half of the season will be, a, you know, kind of finding our identity and, and, and figuring out what's the best way we all, uh, you know, play with each other and, and maybe tweak the formations a little bit. But it's exciting because we don't have a track record. So, you know, if we were, you know, typically if you're a lower tier team playing a top tier team, you, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into, but you know, no one knows right now. So it's going to be exciting just to see how it all unfolds. Yes, definitely. I'm, I'm hoping good things from you guys. Honestly, I, this is out. Like I was telling you before we start recording, I am hoping that inter is going to be, the next step for MLS that, you know, MLS 3.0, that that you guys are going to help this league to grow even more, you know, to keep getting better and better. Because honestly, I have to admit that Atlanta is, it's game change in mm-hmm. the history of this league. I mean, Atlanta yeah. is, you know, they, they got this, they got this young players, you know, Almiron, you know, and and it was it was amazing on the very first season. Then LAFC came. Our first season, we went, we did good. At least we got to the to the playoffs. You know, there's teams that never been to the playoffs. Like you know, like I think your neighbor never been to the playoffs. And oh, yeah, yeah. but see, so we're we're lucky in that situation because Paul McDonough, uh, you know, our sporting director, he he was instrumental in in Orlando's expansion. Uh, he led Atlanta United's expansion. So you know, having him come to enter Miami and then seeing he's following a, a similar trend to what he did with Atlanta. You know, we're, we're getting a lot of young up and coming talent, but also again, you know, securing them uh, with, with older, you know, veterans around them. So we, we feel really comfortable with the leadership that we have in, in the team. I think everyone just, you know, has to be patient and, and let it keep, keep developing and coming to fruition for, for this to really be uh, what everyone is hoping it will be. Right. So, what do you think about the shirt, the jersey? <laughs> you, Honest, you wanna, honestly, um, that's a it's a hot topic. Um, okay. The, <laughs> I don't think they're terrible. And any time that you start off a sentence by "I don't think they're terrible" isn't a good thing. Um, <laughs> I, I think I echo everybody out here. Is you know, 
thought process on this is that we had a big missed opportunity with the pink. I think the pink would have been fantastic for the team. Obviously, we have some classy colors in your black and white. It's very difficult to, you know, kind of screw that up, I guess, as I can say it. But Mm -hmm. the pink was definitely something that I think we were all looking forward to. And, and, you know, don't really kind of get want to get off the topic of actually MLS. But, you know, excuse me, I think that the best jersey in sports is almost the Miami Heat's Vice City jersey. And I think we all have experienced that down here. Everybody rocks those jerseys. They're not wearing the red or black or white ones. They're all getting the Vice City. And I think that we were looking forward to something with a little bit more flash that, you know, Miami does bring as a city that, you know, Nashville just simply doesn't bring something like that, where it's just a city that, you know, has that glamour, that glitz, that, that, that kind of style. And I think it was a little bit more of a missed opportunity for us. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what? I was expecting something. I think uh, Juventus has a pink one, right? That was, uh, it's, I know uh, Leicester city does for their alternate and Juventus. I know they've had one in the past. I'm trying to think, think because i feel like i only watch them play when they're when they're in their classic black and white stripes um i know that adidas had a a little bit more power this year because it's the 25th anniversary Mm, of you know so uh that's a very like like alex said very very hot topic fans were not happy uh they really wanted that pink and um you know or even like a teal something very art deco like 1980s miami that that everyone kind of thinks about when they think of miami yeah, you know, with us, our first, uh, nobody was happy with our first at the beginning. This is the thing; it's gonna grow on you, because yeah. that's what that's what is gonna ended up happening. With us, was the first thing everybody was complaining about the YouTube, uh, YouTube TV logo with red and white, and it was distracting. Why is not golden? And then when they revealed the new one, believe it or not, there was a lot of people complaining. Why is gold? What is not red? You know, yeah. so people like are never, people are never gonna be happy red. completely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one thing I'll say that that I really do like um, is that there are little uh, herons printed on throughout the shirt. Uh, you know, kind of spaced far apart, and it does have a very classy uh, look to it. But um, you know, I don't know exactly how visible it'll be from the 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 cameras you know when you're watching a game or if mm-hmm. you're in the, the stadium but when you're up close you can see the little indentations of the the herons throughout the jersey which is is definitely you know pretty cool but our our sponsor which they're i think really close to finalizing if they haven't finalized it over the past couple of days is going to be the state of qatar so they're gonna have qatar airways um cool. you know, as a sponsor and that again i mean just like a lot of topics with this team down here it's a very hot topic you know there's a lot of people that are happy because you know, the ownership has a lot of money and they want to secure like a high level sponsorship sponsorship deal to be able to spend all this money on talent and, and kind mm-hmm. of develop one of the best rosters. And the, on the other hand, you have people that don't agree with the state of, of Qatar for different moral or, you know, ethical. Yeah. Uh, Political reasons. reasons let's yeah, say. exactly. So, uh, you know, there's there's a few things people agree on down here and the rest of them you'll, you'll find, you know, a part on either side and, and they're, you know, pretty passionate and kind of dug in what is the color of the second uh the the visit is white or pink uh no the 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 away jersey is black uh with pink accents and then the home jersey is white uh with pink accents no <laughs> i was expecting a pink one you know <laughs> that's, what, that's what everyone's expecting i, I think that's what people that's why Australian people are, jerseys are, are pink so i think a little tons of the fans have bought the the pink training jersey. So I could see a lot of people rocking that to the game if they decide to not go for either, you know, the black or the white. But we literally saw someone the other day who was like, white's not my color. I hate white. And like, first off, that's a pretty kind of weird color to hate, I feel like, because it's, you know, goes with everything. It's pretty, you know, mm-hmm. pretty universal. Same with black. You know, it's not like, oh, I hate yellow or I hate orange. But um, everyone seems to be, you know, in unison that they wanted a pink jersey. And you're probably gonna get it in a couple of years. Eventually, so. yeah, eventually. Well, they're making <laughs> yeah. an alternate or something. It 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 has yeah. to happen. Especially if everybody in the supporting section start buying pink shirts, you know, like not the official ones, but you start getting yeah. pink. So I guess they're gonna learn. To. They're gonna learn. They're gonna want <laughs> uh, the fans' money, and uh, they're gonna find out real quick if you throw something pink or something swaggy up that everyone's gonna purchase it. Yeah, I'd love to actually know the reason of why pink wasn't selected here off the bat, but that's a question to be answered at a later date. Yeah. All we've been able to find out is Adidas had more control than usual, so the team didn't really have to say. But, you know, that that could just be a rumor, and, you know, I'm sure they'll get it together soon enough. What do you think LAFC jersey? 
I like the all blacks. I, it's clean. Yeah, I like I it. It's, it's it reminds sweet. me of um, it kind of reminds me of like the Oakland Raiders fan section, right? Like they're all black. They're mm-hmm. all scary. Like I, I feel like when everyone's in that stadium, everyone's rocking black, and yeah, all the we're fans are rocking black. It, it kind of adds this like intimidation factor, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's badass. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. you know, you know I didn't like it when, it's, when 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 they when they release it, and uh, no, actually, actually, I think it was a leak. I was like, oh my god, I hate it. You know, I really don't like most of the of the of the jerseys i mean all of them are pretty much the same and the only thing changes colors and some some of them are horrible man i mean i just i don't like it i i wish we have the freedom that other leagues have that you can choose puma you can choose yeah well you know, you know the mls sold their soul to uh adidas yeah you know they sold everything <laughs> to adidas so they don't yeah. even care and and people but but then when i saw it in person i kind of love it you know i was like god damn it why one of those two and i was like this year i'm not gonna buy it because you know if we keep buying these shirts they're gonna keep going with adidas you know and mm-hmm. adidas is not putting effort in the design i just i have a huge speech dude and when i saw it especially when i saw it on the field with the players i freaking love it i i don't know i just love our shirt now the the um, the font is pretty cool for the 20 uh fifth anniversary i know you know this but it's pretty cool so i guess let's see how it goes so um, anything do you want to add um i mean no i think we've, we've gone over quite a bit I, i'll definitely let you know if i can make it out to la um i think we both have optimistic hopes for our team i hope um i hope we're, we're right you're wrong but i'm sure you probably hope that uh you know you're right we're wrong but we'll see what happens we're excited um this is going to be you know really throwing us against the what I consider to be the best team in the MLS and uh, it's going to be a a true test and it'll be exciting for sure. If, if I could get out there, I will be out there. Mm, That's good. So what is the predictions score? Uh, I'm going to go three to us because if I don't, we might lose listeners. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Two, three. (laughs) Okay. What about you? you, What do you, what do you think, Alex? I think three, two sounds pretty solid. Jay. (laughs) So you think you're going to score three goals on us? <laughs> well, we, uh, we're probably all from our midfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think LFs is going to want two one, but I think you guys might score the first goal, and we're going to come back from that. That's what I think. <laughs> Anything's possible with Vela, man. It could, be, it could be five five one by the end of the night, you know. Um, well, I th- I think two one for this is my my reason. I mean, I'm not choosing the number just because. I'm thinking number one, we're gonna play a tough game on Thursday. Uh, we don't have a number nine, and to me, the three DPs at front just doesn't work. It's just they don't click. You know, I I've noticed. I mean, when when they play with you know, if it's a uh, Rayito, Diomande, and Bella, it's awesome. By the way, Diego Rossi is amazing right now. He was amazing against Leon, and and I hope um, he's gonna he's gonna do something on Thursday. Although I'm not very optimistic about defeating Leon, to be honest, I'm kind of realistic that <laughs> it's gonna be tough. But I think two one is a it's a it's a pretty good one because I I don't see Bermier still getting in 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 sync with um you know with the back line. So we. We're definitely going to concede a goal. That's what. That's how I feel. So, yeah, I'm hoping we can, we can take advantage of that, honestly, because our, our midfield, um, you know, especially with Pizarro, I, I think that we have a lot of pieces in the midfield, and even if we don't have, you know, like our starting nine in, you know, we have a backup in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still feel like they can create some some really nice chances to allow someone, you know, some some easier shots on goal. So, um, you know, got got to be optimistic. If we weren't optimistic, we'd have nothing. You know. Yeah. Okay, guys. So, uh, thank you for uh, for talking to us. Thank you for, you know, uh, telling all these stories about your club. Um, I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I I just I wish you luck. Honestly, in this season, I know it's gonna be tough. A lot of teams are, uh, you know, got good reinforcement. It's gonna be a very interesting season, and I wish you luck. And no, not against us, obviously. <laughs> yeah right okay okay I, I, I wasn't gonna wish you luck because you already have such a good team you know 
I was going to have to wish bad things. You always need luck. You know, what I can tell you is that I'm going to have a pink shirt when you play against against the Galaxy. I'm going to be saying that's Miami since I was a little kid. I was following Miami. Fly down to Miami. I got room for you. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for everything. Thank you for you guys who are listening right now and uh, where, where you can follow if because some of us might want to follow your team too to have another team. Some people, you know, follow teams also in the East and uh, other conference. So where is you, where we can find you guys? We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. It's simple. It's just Inter Miami Podcast. Uh, we got a website, intermiamipodcast.com. And if they want to shoot us an email, it's Jay and Alex at intermiamipodcast.com. How can, uh, how can our fans reach out to you guys if they need? Yeah, perfect. And for some of you uh, in Miami that are going to listen to this, if you're going to listen, we have a podcast, Valley Black and Gold. It's a bilingual podcast. We have podcasts in Spanish, and we also have some podcasts in English where we analyze uh, the matches in Spanish in a live show Sundays at night. Okay, that's it. And thank you for everything, guys. And... Hopefully see you next week here in Los Angeles. I hope so. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us, Pablo. Thank you. I think that was pretty awesome. I hope everyone got some more information on, you know, this upcoming match and had a better understanding of, you know, where LAFC is right now and some of the struggles they're dealing with. I assume our listeners know some of the struggles, struggles that inner Miami is dealing with, but, uh, enjoyed that quite a bit, bud. Yeah. Really exciting. Play LA back to back games here. Actually not, oh, back, not back, to back to back. Yeah. One in between. First two, two out of the three, which is pretty exciting too. That doesn't really happen all that often, but we're Sweet. excited about LAFC. Sweep the city. Pablo's a cool dude, man. We I enjoy speaking with him. Funny guy. Yeah, go ahead. Support the team. Obviously, this is an away game coming up here on Sunday. The game is at 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. I know there's tons of events going around the Tri-County area. Do try and get out and go see one of those. I myself... I'm actually going to be up in Tahoe for a little bit of vacation. My buddy is going to, or actually it's his bachelor party. So I'm going to be in Tahoe. If anybody, anybody's listening to the podcast in Tahoe or, or Reno, you know, give your boy a shout out, you know, send a message and we'll link up out there. But big I, following in Tahoe, bud. <laughs> I, 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 heard, I heard it's popping. So, you know, we're going to be excited to check out this game. Jay and I will bring some post game analysis after the game here and next time I, we talk yeah well i myself will be with the siege at funky buddha so i've been uh kind of open invitation to funky buddha and siege events and i'm gonna take them up on their offer i actually saw them last week uh went there just for lunch real quick and they were packing up the bus heading over to tampa for the rowdies game but i will see everyone at funky buddha on sunday yeah even if you're not a part of the supporters group and are thinking about it still come down to funky buddha it's a it's an open invite and go go just have a blast wherever yeah. you're doing it go have there's fun. watch parties all around another team has something at the wharfs both in fort lauderdale miami so there's gonna be a lot of stuff going on a lot of hype that'll continue building around this team but really that's all we have we just wanted to give some quick news and get out this joint podcast to give a preview of the game absolutely Without further ado, as always, I'm Jake Kington. And I'm Alex Papa George. Vamos Miami. Vamos Miami.